Yo, what's good? Welcome to the Hive Hustle, the captivating podcast that we're going to delve into the vibrant world of street culture, whether that be roller skating, dancing, uh, being a father, a business person, graffiti, all these cultures that have helped me grow as a person. It's official now, the Hive Hustle podcast about to sit you down. Go and fix your crown. This ain't a grain of salt. Pick your brain and thoughts, even through a major loss. Still remain a boss. Today, I got a great guest, uh, for real, aka Lamont Wallace, my brother, my friend, my co worker, my partner. We've been riding this journey out for almost 20 years now. Um, how you doing, man? I'm doing great, man. Thank you for having me here. I've hustled, man. Hey, we starting. First episode. I hey, appreciate y'all for tuning in. So we just going to get into it because I got a lot of questions for this man. First and foremost, All right. as someone with diverse talents in dancing, DJing, and being a father, how do you balance your professional and personal life? Oh, okay. Uh, good question. Good starter question. Um, I would say taking a break. Um, you know, balancing everything, you know, sometimes you got to take a break and, and really focus on how you can be a healthier you, you know, how you can be a better you. So, you know, giving yourself that grace and mercy and really taking the time to recharge, to heal from the things, you know, that go on around you or the way you react to things. So really recharging and taking that break is, is, is healthy because you don't want to be consumed by everything that you do. So really stepping away on and off. Yeah, man. Um, speaking of breaks, like I tell people all the time, like Sundays is my day. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> yeah. Before I met my wife, I was sushi and skate Sundays yeah, yeah, every Sunday. Yeah. And I feel like as a passionate person and a creative, like you have to have that getaway. Absolutely. Whether that be video games, whatever. whether that be roller skating, whether yeah. that be going to the garage and labbing. Whatever you know, it is, like yeah. we grew up in dance and we grew up with the ability to use it as our therapy, mm-hmm. but then it became somewhat of a like a job description, so right, to speak. Right, like when right. people look at us, they look at us as dancers. Yeah. So we had to find. We I feel like us as creatives have to find something else. Got to find more. Yeah. You know. Well, all right. So, how did your passion for dance and DJing begin? Mm. Uh, for dance, I would say it's you know just being a kid watching Michael Jackson and. You know, Janet Jackson, Beach Street, you mm. know, uh, breaking all the classic movies and stuff. And like, you know, just a kid being in a you know, living room, just dancing. I was I was a huge fan of Madonna, too. Mm. Uh, you know, and just letting that kind of evolve, you know, having the courage or just wanted to showcase my talent and talent shows. And, you know, that started as a kid. And, you know, of course, you meet people as you grow older and, you know, throughout your school years, middle school, high school, you know, that have similar interests. So it's like you kind of continue that journey. Um, as a, as an adult, it just kind of, I would say it happened, you know, I, it like, a, it like it kind of falls into your lap. Like you still have the talent, but you don't know where it's going to take you. Mm. So you kind of get, you know, in that car and just see where it takes you. And it started off with just, you know, getting down with the crew. You know, I hear people of the sun, you know, that was like, 
my real official crew, not my first crew, but it was like my official crew where I had to really battle. And then it just kind of took me there and then street performing. And, you know, then we end up in Bally's, not Bally's, um, was it Bourbon Street? We was at mm-hmm. Bourbon Street. Yeah, we was at Bourbon Street, you know, variety show. And, and just sitting back looking, you know, reflecting, it's it, it's a destination. And I just kind of let it take me wherever it went, from Carnival Court, mm-hmm. doing those things, yeah. you know, dancing with getting the homies. Getting paid Red Bulls. We're getting paid a Red Bull <laughs> at Carnival Court, you know what I'm saying? Like, just the journey. And that was just dance. And then how DJ came along was, you know, a good friend of mine was my roommate. You know, Soul Rain was my roommate. And, and I saw how passionate he was about you know DJing mm-hmm. and not and then getting to know him more it became he was passionate about music and I had the same passion but I was I was always worried about like so many different things of DJing mm-hmm. but like I had the love for music so that's what helped me get into DJing it wasn't it wasn't like it kind of, I just I jumped into it. It went from a hobby to a career. Mm-hmm. So they kind of piggyback off one another, dancing and DJing. But it's something like that just kind of grew, you know, and it kind of falls in your lap, and you just kind of take it, like how people do video games or they do Pokemon cards or anything of that nature. It's just mm-hmm. how things, you know, just how it just grew. It just grew. So I'm not mad that it grew. <laughs> Literally, I don't think anybody yeah. would be. Um, now, uh, what are some of the challenges? you have faced pursuing a career in dance and DJing while also for fulfilling your responsibilities as a parent. Because obviously, Mm -hmm. if anybody watching, I've known this man for 20 years. You get what I'm saying? I've watched him be not a father. I've watched him be a father. And I've Mm -hmm. watched him raise three beautiful girls. So that's what I want this podcast to be is more or less getting to know the human human. beside the artist. Yeah. So... Like challenges, what did what what did you face being a dancer, also working in the corporate world, yeah. and still pursuing a DJ? Time, time was a, a a huge challenge, huge construct. You know, is time. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you don't have enough of it. Sometimes you abuse it. Um, you procrastinate. You know, by abusing it or woulda, coulda, shouldas, or you know, just not really being in the moment. Mm-hmm. And it's like. Not necessarily planning so much, but really, what am I supposed to be doing now? Mm-hmm. You know, and sometimes I got ahead of myself of like, I need to do this, but not understanding where I'm currently at. And mm-hmm. that was like a huge thing of just like time. You know, you want to balance it to be, you know, your best self in everything that you do. But it's only 24 hours in a day. And for sometimes, you know, we're all different. We're all different on this planet. So it it that was something that was a struggle, you know, mm-hmm. getting out of work and then trying to make sure you got enough rest to go do this gig or, you know, you want to commit time to practice. And it's just, it, time was a struggle. And it's like, I would, I wouldn't, I would combat with time because I would be frustrated because I either didn't want, didn't use it properly or I felt like there wasn't enough, mm-hmm. but reflecting, it's like, there is enough, you know, it got me this far. So obviously it did what it was supposed to do. You know, yeah. time did it what it's supposed to do. But that was like the biggest thing of just time management. And when I got into the corporate world and time management was like one of those things, you know, they kind of teach you, you have to learn, you it, have yeah. to learn it, you know what I'm saying? And they want you to be time efficient, you know, and, and responsible at work. Like I really took a lot of those trainings from, from that I received in the corporate world, you know, in my nine to five and brought that home, you yeah. know, how to, how do I balance time to, you know, my dad hat needs to be on my, yep. my, my husband hat needs to be on, yep. you know, my dancer hat, my DJ. So it was, so really 
you know, taking the time to understand it, you yeah. know, to, to like, okay, I don't need to beat myself up and, you know, do all these things, but just really, but that, I would say that was a huge, for me, that was a huge challenge. Huge challenge. And I think that's like, regarding the first question, like how you balance it, you yeah. know, time. Like I remember before I had children, like yeah. I wasn't intentional with yeah. my relationships. Yeah. And now that I have kids, I, I make sure that they know that I'm present. That you're present. I was just talking to somebody else about yeah. it. I was like, even if it's an hour after work, mm-hmm. and I, I just play with my son and my daughter. That's it. You know what I'm saying? And they they look at that as the most, the best part of their the day. The best part of their day. You know? The best part of their day. So, um, now this is a different one. Okay. Can you share a mo- memorable moment when your love for dance, DJing, and fatherhood intersected in a unique way? Ooh. In the heart of artistic innovation and urban vibrancy, Swarm Culture stands as a dynamic and captivating brand that serves as both a sanctuary and a launching pad for crump dancing, roller skating, hip-hop, and street culture. Through curated events, workshops, performances, and collaborations, Swarm Brand strives to empower individuals from all walks of life, celebrating diversity and inspiring unity through the shared language of art. Visit us today at swarmeverything.com. I told you when I told you you was going to be on it, I told you it was going to be some good questions. I like that. When have they intersected? (laughs) Dance, DJing, just your your creative life and your father and you being a father. When when have it like intersected a memorable moment that you can remember? I know one comes to mind where I was, I got asked to DJ for World of Dance. Okay. And, you know, the twins, you know, kind of put World of Dance on a, you know, on a, on a, bigger scale yeah so i remember i got asked to dj you know by the homie to uh you know dj the battles and there was a lot of people signed up the world of dance that year was big out here i think and it was like 2019 i think huh? it was like maybe i was a, i was an invite wasn't i it was the one me and style did i yeah, think it was 2018 was 2019 it was cmxx no 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 before that when we were at uh cashman cashman i that did year. enter i did enter, that year, but i wasn't did, yeah, invite. You, yeah you did that enter was like that two, year 2017 that was yeah because that cashman was, stopped at like 2018 2018 so that it that was, was around that time style. 2016 yeah. 2017 it was around that time and i remember my kids are just you know my youngest she was just barely born but my two older daughters they they understood like kind of like where I was you know mm. what I'm saying like they really kind of like saw me in like a different light like oh my dad's not a DJ like they were kind of aware of World of Dance and mm. like the show was yeah, because, popular because and stuff. they're exactly yeah. because they're younger so they, they know like oh that's World of Dance yeah they they, they were kind of familiar with the whole thing and, and they came and experienced it and they saw the lights and the cameras and stuff like that they saw a lot of different things all the people that knew me and they saw me like on that stage and in the battle they kind of they saw people. they saw they it saw in your area. they saw me being in my zone and and they took some pictures that day and i have those pictures on my phone but they took some pictures with like the world of dance like you know stuff the on the walls and, and banners and stuff and they were really like my dad's doing this you know Mm. like that was like a a a good moment for me like my dad's in this like I know what this is and my dad's in this so that was a that was a real cool moment that I kind of wore on my on my shoulders that night the after party was crazy I was DJing that too so it was it was cool you know to see all that and see how they they took that in Mm. I really really enjoyed that moment really enjoyed that moment it's crazy because I remember a moment with me too like Landon, I was battling at a small event, and my son was like, 
I hear him in the video. Yeah. Like, let's go, dad. Yeah. And I was like, oh, man, if that ain't going to bring me tears. <laughs> yeah. So it's like you have those moments and yeah. they bring you back. They you bring you back. They bring you back. Now, what advice do you have for aspiring artists who are also parents trying to pursue their passions while raising a family? Ding. Mm. <laughs> One, <laughs> I would say consistency, you know, don't don't compete against yourself. Mm-hmm. If you're going to compete against anybody, compete against yourself. Don't look at anybody else's pockets or success or any of compete against yourself. Um, that's first and foremost, you mm-hmm. know, and, and give yourself that grace and mercy. You know, give it don't as artists, you know, we're so hard on ourselves, and we're such a perfectionist with our with our artwork. And but like really give yourself grace and mercy because how we see things and perceive things, how we see and perceive things, not everybody sees it the same way as we do. Mm-hmm. So, like, really giving yourself that grace and mercy behind what you do, you know, mm-hmm. no matter where you're at in your journey, if you've been in it for 10 hours or 10 years, you know, mm-hmm. like, really giving yourself that grace and mercy and really just, you know, just stay consistent with it. And consistency doesn't mean every day. Some people believe that consistency mm-hmm. belie- means every day. You know, that's why I said, you know, give yourself a break. Consistency means it's within you. Consistency means you're in your, you know, you can have the dialogue. Even if I'm not dancing or DJing, I can have the dialogue. I can still help. I can still teach. You know, that's the consistency. Mm. You know, it doesn't, it doesn't consume me. But at the same time, I can say I'm consistent in this field, you know, Mm. in these fields. So those are the two biggest things, you know. That I definitely say. Yeah. And ultimately, just to piggyback off of what you're saying yeah. is like, it's it's a journey. That's what I've noticed. Uh, it's a journey. Like, it's not I a remember, destination. I remember being downtown, yeah. renting a car yeah. and doing Uber and <laughs> doing stuff like that because yeah. I... I had to. Had to. You get what I'm saying? I knew I had a dream. I right, knew I had right. a want. I knew I had a vision. Yeah. And... It was consistency that got me where I'm at. I'm not the best at anything. Yeah. yeah. I'm good at what I do. Right. But am I the best? No. Because that's cons- always all debatable. All I am is consistent. Consistency will always outshine Especially talent. with, like, parents. Like, while we're trying to raise a family. Oh, yeah. Consistency matters the most because your kids are watching you. Consistency matters the mm-hmm. most consistency seeing letting them see you recharge and and heal from things that you're going to experience in the world on a you know on a daily basis or you know on a situation basis but letting them see that transparency as opposed to you just being a workhorse mm-hmm. you know like that that's a huge part of it it's yeah. it, it's it it's a big deal it's a big deal the balance the balance matters yeah very much mm-hmm. now has street culture hip hop DJing, crump, all of these things. Mm-hmm. How has it impacted your parenting style? Mm. Wow. I told you. These are good. I don't think anybody understood how deep I was going with these, these questions. Are these are really good. Yeah, yeah you do. That was a curveball at the end. <laughs> uh, this ain't the end either. No, no. The, the, end, of, end of the question. No, the end of the question was a curveball. Um, how how has it impacted my parenting? I would say on a music tip, um, just the content, you know, of what's being put out and really being transparent with 
you know, my, my family, my children mm-hmm. about what is actually out there. You know, not saying like, oh, you need to understand the old school, but like really like letting them know why is it old school? What makes it old school? You know, having these dialogues and conversations about the music, like I'm very, me and my wife and, you know, my kids were an open book. So it's like we, with my older kids, we definitely talk about like, you know, this is that, you know, Mm -hmm. and and we try not to sugarcoat it. Like you singing this and you don't know what this, you got to know what you're singing. You know what I'm saying? And a lot of parents, you know, don't really have those conversations with their kids because they think they don't know. Mm. And the and last, do. and they do. And the last thing you want for your child is them singing something, and then they get to a certain age of like, why was my parents let me sing that? Yeah. You know, you don't want to. We look, we look back. You know, when we was younger and the stuff we were singing, uh, I, and I'm like, I'm glad man, my mom didn't next, know. Man, Come man, on, bro. we was. We could just say the Backstreet Ooh, Boys. The Backstreet Boys. They were boy. crazy. In sync. I want to sex you I, up. I like I was singing. I want to sex, sex you up, bro. I was six. And it was, I was so it. inappropriate. Like, <laughs> so inappropriate. Yeah, like, we get it. But like having those conversations back then, it would it, it helps you through adolescence. My personal beliefs. So like having these conversations now, my children get older. You know, what I'm saying, and they're in their teenage years. It's uh, it's beneficial. So that's that's on the DJ side. On the dance side, it's like it helps me. I, I've tapped into their creative, mm. you know, minds. Okay. So how do I want to, you know, nurture that? How do I want to feed their their creative? Yeah, are they their, artistic? Are they artistic? Are they drawing? Are they, are they drawing they, music? Yeah. Like, what, are you in a photography? What are you doing? Yeah. Like, and I didn't want to, because I know it was hard for me. I know it's hard for a yeah. lot of us. Of when being, we grew up in the '90s, our parents didn't like us being they, creative. They didn't like us being. You got to go to college. You, you got to go to college. Job. You got to get a corporate job. I remember my mom telling me that, <laughs> bro. Like, I want to be an artist. Mm-hmm. Art, the artists don't make no money. They don't make no money. Well, or, mom, look at me. Yeah, <laughs> facts, facts. Um, and I mean, it's just those things, though. It's it's you know feeding that that artistic you know mm. bug that they have, and it's like I want to make sure that I have those same conversations. You, you can make money off of this. You can yeah. live off of this. Yeah. You know, or this can be pure passion, and you don't have to. Like, I don't even want to put the pressure on them of making money off yeah. their art, but at least giving them the option that they can. Yeah, and I think letting them know, like, hey, I did this. You can do it. You can do it, too. You can do and it. And I feel like that's the biggest thing that drives me, bro. That like, part. I tell my son and my daughter. Do- I don't that tell part. my daughter because she can't speak. But <laughs> I tell my son all the time. I'm like, dude, yeah. you seen me. Like, I yeah, tell yeah, him, like, yeah, you yeah. met me four and a half years ago. Right. And I was making a couple hundred dollars a month off of my freelance work. Now you're freelance work. And now I have a whole office, and he's watched me grow. He's watched. He's seen the progress. He's seen the progress. And I'm like, I tell him all the time. That's beauty. You know? Um, Ooh, damn. Sorry, I read the question before I I asked it. It's okay. (laughs) What are some of the key life lessons you've learned from your experience as a dancer, DJ, and being a father? Give me, like, five tops. First one come to mind is patience. Mm, that's good. Patience is something I wish I would have had sooner, but as I've been on this journey, patience has been a keystone. Mm. Being patient in my relationship, being patient in my family, being patient with my DJing and dance, not really being like, I got to get here. I got to get to the next step. I got to have a this. I got to have that. Understanding you know? that it's a journey. It's a journey. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And this time will come. So patience was huge. Um, definitely communication. You know, dealing with people, DJing, dance, gigs, you know, with family, the things that go on in society, communication is, is, is something that not only communicating, but comprehension. 
Like, that was a huge backbone of communication. Like, how do we talk to each other? And I'm going to tell you what I hear. Mm -hmm. So I can let you know I'm, instead of saying I hear you, mm -hmm. like, you don't want to parrot it back, but you want to definitely let somebody know, like, I'm comprehending what you're saying, so this is what I hear. So comprehension was a huge part as well as communication. Um, definitely, patience, comprehension, and communication. And I would definitely say... There's one more. I would definitely say just... I say this thing to my kids, and I say, like, building your own castle, and I don't know what this, like this falls under but it really I tell my kids like of how they build a sandcastle and I use this analogy of like I'm giving you the tools to build your own castle you're going to have people you're going to have different things of nature that are going to try and destroy what you're trying to build and yeah. only you can be happy with this castle mm. and I give them this analogy even my youngest daughter of like this is what life's about you're going to build your castle mm -hmm. and you're going to want it to be and the way you see it and the way you want it, that's all that matters. Mm. Not how your parents see it, not how your friends see it or society sees it. What like you your castle it. is important to what you see. Now you can mess up your own castle by doing things in life that can break your own castle down. Yeah. And so things, you know, outside can break your castle down. But you always have to remember that you're building it, mm -hmm. you know. And it's a consistent and process. And it's a consistent process. Yeah. And I really give them that, you know, that, that kind of idea, that kind of visual. And I don't know what that really falls under, but like taking these things from my job, from DJing, from dancing, and like I really give them that. And they, my daughters really understood that simple analogy, mm -hmm. like that example. They really took that in. So at Swarm Branding, we're not just a digital marketing agency, we're your key to online success. Let's take a closer look at the services that can transform your brand. Graphic design, web design, search engine optimization, print media, social media services, and content marketing services. Swarm Branding is your full-service digital marketing powerhouse committed to making your brand a digital sensation. Don't wait. Visit us today at swarmeverything.com. Mm. Now, how do you incorporate your artistic expertise like in your daily routines? Mm. Like, you know, you've learned so much. You're, you're, you've, bro, you've taught me tremendous <laughs> amounts of information. Right, you right, get what I'm saying? Right. So, like, how in a daily routine would you say you implement that? I'm a computer for one, so there's a lot of processing that goes on in my head. Mm. I take things that I hear, things that I see, and it kind of goes into this little, you know, my, my memory bank. And I figure out some way or some kind of way, some way, somehow to kind of use these creative things that I see and hear on a daily basis, whether it be at work, on the radio, on the freeway, mm -hmm. you know, just seeing anything, anything, and just like to make my inspirations go further than just what I know it can, like really taking things in and like sitting on like a piece of information and seeing how that can transpire into something else, you know, mm -hmm. as far as like, you see, you see weird things on TikTok all the time. Yeah. And like, how do I take these things? And like, how do I do my own thing? Or I saw this and this can influence that. So it's like in artistic world, 
I kind of compute everything and I reflect on the things that I see and hear and I really try and throw away the stuff that I know is chew like chew the meat spit out the bones yeah kind of chew the yeah. meat spit out the bones you know what I'm saying and really like digest it because we take so much in but sometimes there's some things that we could take in that we can actually use but just staying in that constant field like sometimes I don't lab but when I do lab you know, it's intentional of what I see or what I've stored in that memory bank. Mm -hmm. And then it's like, if I'm hearing things or even patterns or colors, like mm -hmm. I see certain things to where I want to DJ a certain kind of way. So it's really taking things and like not putting too much extras on it and just taking it for what I took that as, yeah. you know, I see these, I see these little colors on the mic. That's going to make me do something, you yeah, know, literally. that's going to make me do something later. And I'm not going to try and make mm -hmm. it it's, it's something natural. i'm just i'm gonna make it whatever it tells me yeah so it's like natural yeah that's dope well hey man i don't know about y'all but i'm getting some crazy good stuff <laughs> um it's live right last now. It's question live. it's live can you share a heartwarming story about the positive impact that street culture and music has had on your relationship with your children hmm positive impact that street, this, culture, street music culture and music has had on your relationship with your children I would definitely say I'm a big music hunter so yeah. for that part I would say the things that I find knowing that things are bigger than what we hear on the radio mm -hmm. so that taking that you know piece things are bigger than what we see what we hear what we see on a phone, it's bigger than that. So really not trying to diminish or belittle or shrink certain things that my kids see and feel and really expanding all these things, really learning how to elaborate and talk about these things mm. because it's the tools, you know, and I've gotten so many tools from dance, from DJing, from computer softwares and mm -hmm. different styles and techniques. And these are all tools to help me be the best me or be, you know, be my, you know, my own style. Yeah. So it's really taking like all these tools and then making sure I start bending and reshaping these tools to pass down to my kids mm -hmm. so they can do what they want to do. But they know, hey, I didn't really get this tool from the bank I got this tool from my dad that got this tool from DJing or yeah. dancing or this area yeah. and it's like really passing these tools down so they don't walk out feeling empty handed but mm -hmm. it's a lot of that I would say it comes from it just comes from the experiences and really just giving them them tools to so they can operate in life that's, mm. that's, that's a huge that's a huge part of my my journey that's just a huge part of my journey and it's like so many small things that i've experienced that i reshaped and gave it back to them or i saw somebody act properly or improperly and then i reshaped that and give that like there's no it's like this the full transparency mm. that's the word like just being full fully transparent is what made the positive impacts on my kids mm. even the negative things that I went through and and letting them know the beautiful side of something yeah you know what I'm saying of like this was a mistake but this is how it turned out and this is you know the things that I could have done better like that mm. full transparency is what mattered I, I feel like in a nutshell this is these are the words that come to my mind when mm -hmm. you speak about like your journey your life 
your kids, your family, um, you growing up. Yeah. You being an adult, but then also growing up and being a parent in Vegas. Yeah. Which yeah. is a crazy city. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Um, you would tell me it all the time. You turn losses into lessons. You turn losses into lessons. You know bro. what I'm saying? And I feel like that is in a nutshell, like we've all went through things. Mm-hmm. But if we can take that piece that we learned mm-hmm. out of that thing we went through, it makes it worthwhile. It makes it worthwhile. If yeah. you can't learn from your mistake. Why you, yeah, literally, you're going to be going through the same mistakes. You're going to be going through the same mistakes over and over. Mm. So, well, hey, yeah. man, look, we had 26 minutes. What I tell you, hey, if you're watching this, we appreciate you. This has been the first episode of the Hive Hustle podcast. You see my backdrop. I'm going to be doing interviews with a bunch of different people. I hope you tune in. And this was good. I hope you got some good information. Y'all have a good one. It's official now. The Hive Hustle podcast about to sit you down. Go and fix your crown. This ain't a grain of salt. Pick your brain and thoughts even through a major loss.